food is limited and the flock is many. For most animals, seeking to feed yourself first and then resting to conserve energy is the best way to survive. But without the aid of rigorous cost-benefit analysis, some animals see fit to cooperate with one another to find food. That can mean expending precious caloric resources to feed someone else. But why? For many animals, it's worth it to walk the razor's edge between cooperation and resource guarding. When food is hard to get on your own, it may be time to work together in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about an animal that's great and white. No, not that great white animal, but more on that later. Yeah, this is, uh, it's not quite as terrifying. I don't think Steven Spielberg would make a movie about the great white pelican. Depends on how big you are. To people, yeah, not quite as terrifying. But to a lot of little fish and birds, very terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But like I said, we're talking about the great white pelican. Seems nice. (laughs) Um, Also known as, by science men, uh, the eastern white pelican, the rosy or white pelican, just white. But we're going to call it here, uh, Nigel. If you remember Nigel from Finding Nemo, voiced by Jeffrey Rush, was a pelican. Um, And the pelican dream. And I'm proud to be a pelican where the fish go in my beak. There we I think, go. I think you mean Bill. That's it doesn't <laughs> it, it doesn't fit. <laughs> there, this is the first song in a while. I used to do songs every time, but that's not a promise that's gonna happen every time. But Yeah, you it don't worked. wanna pigeonhole yourself. Definitely. I wanna be able to spread my uh pelican wings and fly. Mm-hmm. So let's let's taxonomize this, Captain. Uh, the, the pelican lives in a kingdom that we know, we love, and are in all together as one kingdom animalia. Uh, we're also in a big a, a big phylum, and that phylum is Chordata. So we have a lot in common. We have two major categories in common, and this is this is where we start to have not things in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, the class is Aves because it's a bird. Um, and then pelicans are kind of in a category all to themselves because the rest of them are the rest of the taxonomy uh, classifications are are very pelican focused. The order is pelicaniformes, you know, things that look like pelicans. <laughs> the family is pelicanidae. The genus is pelicanus. So you, you, I'm seeing a trend here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the species. It's pelican. No, I'm just kidding. The species <laughs> is Onocrotalus. Wow, it really took a turn. Yeah, it, it diverts. You, you would think it would be Pelicanus pelican, but, you know, somebody decided to turn on the creative machine at the very last second and call it Pelicanus Onocrotalus. We're, nice. ba- we're back to cool um, Greek hero sounding names or Roman hero sounding names. But since we're in the business of naming things... It's time for my favorite part of the show. It's time for Critter Groups, the part of the show where I ask you a question, and that question is the same every time. What is the name of a, the, a group of this animal? Or what is the collective noun? And here's a, here's a little fun fact. Collective nouns are also called terms of venery. 
Mm. So, what's the term of venery for a pelican? The the book of Saint Albans in 1486 coined the the phrase term of venery. But it's also that book is also known as the book of hawking, hunting and blazing of arms. So it sounds like a very cool like <laughs> late medieval treatise or something like that. It does. Hit me with some options. Though. Yeah. So, what what are the ter- what's the term of venery for uh, pelicans? Is it a uh, a gouge of pelicans? Is it B a squadron of pelicans? Is it C a batch of pelicans? Or is it D a swoop of pelicans? Squadron. Final answer. Ding ding ding. You're correct. Maybe I just need to not think about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> is that was that your plan for that one? Yeah. Actually, I, I couldn't help but think about it a little bit. I, I was thinking like swoop doesn't really work, especially for this kind of pel. Some some pelicans dive, but a, a lot of them just float on top of the water to hunt. So swoop doesn't work. Then what were the other ones that you said? Gouge and batch. Gouge was just a red herring right off the bat. And then batch just no, no thanks. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be associated with any animal that comes in batches. It cannot be something that is a group name. I, a, a I bet you it is. I guess a squadron technically is a group name. Yeah, it is a group name. It's red. You know, it's the red squadron leader. Yeah. Anyway, I won. Yeah, you did. Uh, your prize is us moving on to the next section. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about where this thing lives. I. It lives in Eastern Europe. West Asia in in the stands, uh, like Turkmenistan and Uzbekistan and stuff like that. It lives in India and Bangladesh, and then all the way over in Central and S- Southern Africa and the Middle East. So it's kind of spread all around that middle area, and that's that's its range when it comes to uh, nesting, breeding, and um, just residing. Yeah, it likes. Sh- shallow warm fresh water for the most part so you're not really going to see these in the ocean or up north very much Mm -hmm. so what does it look like well i'm going to imagine i'm going to pretend like you haven't seen a pelican before you the listener in case you haven't they're pretty common but they're pretty crazy looking birds if you haven't so uh nigel is a larger version of your garden variety pelican which means that it has, uh, it's a, basically a huge duck with shortish legs. It has um, black primary feathers on its wings. The primary feathers are the outer feathers, the ones um, on the end facing the tail. They're the big feathers that help it to fly. But the then the the feathers on the bone of the wing near the top, near the head, are white, and the back is white, and the the head is white, uh, but this varies from location to location. So, some great white pelicans might be completely white, and others might have more black in them. But you don't want to talk about the feathers. The most distinctive feature of any pelican is its face and bill. It has a thin and snake-like neck extending up to a very small head. I, I was looking at the head compared to other birds, and I was like, "That's a pretty small head." If if you take the bill away. Um, the skin on its face is a mottled pink and doesn't have any feathers. So it's got like that kind of turkey-ish, uh, like just bare, wrinkly skin on its eyes. 
uh, and face. But attached to this head is an enormous bill that sticks straight out like a heron's. And then under the bill, which is kind of shaped like a spear, is a retractable pouch that extends from the pelican's neck to the tip of its bill. And this pouch is usually a yellow-orange color. Uh, The bill, uh, well, the pouch can billow out and form kind of this huge bowl or net, and they can use that to scoop up fish that are close to the water's surface. Uh, Once a fish is in there, the pelican will contract the pouch, so pulling it back in, uh, leaving its mouth slightly open, and that forces the water out while keeping the fish inside, so it kind of it's kind of acts as a strainer. But I said so, I said this was a big duck, but this is this is an exceptional bird. It is one of the largest birds on earth that mm-hmm. can fly. Yep, it's also the second largest pelican. Uh, it's uh, second to the what Dalmatian pelican. Yes, yes. <clears throat> in in on average, so there might be great whites that are bigger than the Dalmatian. You mentioned something that I that warms my heart because it's time. Welcome to the beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms in a quiz show that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send in audio of yourself singing, saying, or chittering the words Measure Up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We have a new submission today. Uh, from Josh, we both know who this is. Yes, uh, but y- you procured this, so Sm- would you like to introduce this person? My other brother-in-law. We had <laughs> we had a great family reunion. <laughs> yeah, up in up in the mountains. He went a little crazy on this one, I, if I remember right. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Better buzzer up. <laughs> I I kind of heard the words in there. <laughs> what was the circumstances around you getting this one? Um, I, I I passed my phone around the table and had them record measure up into it. So, <laughs> so this maybe was like the third or fourth time, and he wanted to get a little avant garde. Yeah, I think it might be doing like a character or something, but I I forgot. Yeah. I wonder what character it is. If anyone knows. Maybe it's Boomhauer from <laughs> King of the Hill. I don't know. Big old measure up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's get right into it with length. They are 140 to 180 centimeters or 55 to 71 inches in length. Uh, let's call it 70 inches. How many pelicans go into the weight uh, I mean, the height. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, could you imagine? <laughs> How many pelicans go into the height of Mount Elbrus, the tallest mountain in Europe? That sounds really tall. And Europe? Oh, boy. They've got some tall mountains there. Here's a hint. Mount Elbrus is a dormant volcano in Russia. It rises high above the surrounding landscape and is always covered in a snow cap. It's, it's actually quite striking to look at because of... The geography around the area. What, like Kilimanjaro or Fuji? Not quite as like long, like elongated as those, but it's just, it's huge, especially in the summer where everything around it is green. And then you see a huge white snow cap. Well, Mount Fuji, I think is always, always has snow at the top. Yeah, I think you're right. 
Well, I have I know that Mount Everest is I think thirty six thousand feet. And that's the only mountain height that I know. This is pro I'm gonna say this is probably bigger obviously it's not as big as that, but it's bigger than probably Mount McKinley. I'm gonna say this thing is twenty eight thousand feet. Gets us to four thousand eight hundred and twenty. We'll call it four thousand eight eight hundred. 4,800 pelicans lengths go into the height of this mountain, Mount Elbrus. Okay. <laughs> oh. Not terrible. The You are about 10,000 feet off. The mountain is 5,642 meters or 18,510 feet. The correct answer is 3,173 huh. Point one. It is that is a striking picture. It's kind of twin peaked. I mean, not kind of. It is. It is. Yeah. Right. Yes. It rises twice. Rises once. Goes down and then rises up again like a camel's hump. Yeah. Interesting. Um, let's talk about male weight. Adult male weight. Uh, they are nine to fifteen kilograms or twenty to thirty-three libs. Let's call it thirty pounds. How many pelicans go into the weight? Capacity, compa. I always say capacity, but it's capacity. <laughs> Do you always say capacity? Capacity, yeah. Uh, <laughs> how many pelicans go into the weight of weight capacity of a pelican bass right raider, tenth edition, which is ten inches and two or ten feet and two inches? Is that like a boat? It is a boat. It's like a little pontoon. Oh, okay. <laughs> if it's unless it's base raider and it's just it's an amp <laughs> <laughs> that you throw into the ocean and catch a bass it's a huge amp uh here's a hint the boat's own weight is about 165 pounds or 75 kilograms it's designed to access areas where larger fishing vessels would not be able to go wait did you just tell me what the weight of the boat is yeah but you're looking for capacity what oh oh okay okay it's a 10-foot boat, which means it's not that, it's not very big. I imagine it can probably fit eight people on it, eight full-grown people sitting down. Um, and they are, if they're, let's say, 150 pounds each. So it's like 1,200 pounds, exactly 1,200 pounds. And I'm going to add some cheddar on that because I think it can take a little, eight people and some gear. So I'm going to say 2,000 pounds. Yes. And before the buoyancy is overcome and everyone sinks to the bottom of the marsh. Okay. And so that means... 30 pounds for the pelican. 66. 66 pelicans. Yes. Final answer. The correct answer is 20 pelicans. Oh, my. It is... The boat's weight capacity is 600 pounds or 272 kilograms. Goodness. Look at it. There's two, like, raised seats only. I'm sure you could sit other people in there, but it's designed for two fishermen and gear and whatever they catch. But if you're an exceptionally heavy person, then you can't even get on this 10-foot boat. It is. It's a, it's a specific, like, it's, it's a boat designed to be small. Look up a picture of it. While you're doing that, do you have any fast facts? Oh, this is a really small boat. Yeah, it's pretty small. It's 10 feet. It's not this is like tiny. This is like something that, like, Navy SEALs zip across the water to go extract someone or something like that 
It looks kind of like that, but it, except for the raised seats are for fishing. Yeah, and not raiding. Unless you're raiding bass. Did you did you not even want to talk about the wingspan? Would you like to tell tell us about the wingspan? Well, it's it's like twelve feet. <laughs> it's, got, it's quite a bird. It's got a twelve foot wingspan. It's that's enormous. I can't even because imagine like that because that's if that's your average bedroom, the whole thing. Yeah. You have a pelican in there, and it spreads its wings, and it can touch both sides of your. That's that's that, that's a crazy that's a crazy bird. Oh, so this this wingspan is like quite large yes it is it's i think it's like this i remember us talking about a pelican when we were talking about the um buzzard or whatever yeah condor california yeah california condor and uh we were talking about the largest wingspan the wandering albatross has a uh wingspan of 12 feet but so does this pelican so there's interesting that and then but wandering albatross is said to be the largest f- bird that flies. Well, so the the and they're only sixteen pounds. The great white pelican can can get up to eleven point eight one feet. So I bet you the albatross averages at twelve feet. Oh, gotcha. Still, that's crazy. Anyway, uh, also the bill is well. They're all by, by all other accounts bigger. Yeah, they're he- thirty they're pounds. A thirty-pound bird. Yeah, that'll kill you. <laughs> if that like flies into you, it could bludgeon you to death. Yeah, but also it has a like a spear-like bill that's mm-hmm. uh, eighteen and a half inches long. Yeah, so it'll, it could just it could just kill you with that. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Uh, the pelican was specifically. Uh, requested by Chris from Play Comics. Oh, was it? Which is another podcast. Yeah, awesome. I was. I've been sent. I sent him like a tiny pit piece of the picture that Brian did, and just now I sent him like a bit of the notes, and he's like freaking out. This one's for you, Chris. You're such a tease. And I think. I think we'll be happy with like us talking about how crazy it is. It is a it is a crazy bird, and I would not ever want to pick a fight with it. But let's talk about what it eats. Uh, so we can get on to the major fact. Um, so they love them some fish, which should be a surprise to absolutely no one who has ever seen a pelican before. But they also eat the eggs and chicks of other birds. There's actually an island or a a, a bay in Namibia in Africa where the pelicans are almost completely dependent on the young of Cape cormorants. And there was a season when the population of Cape Cormorants went down and the pelican population went down as well because that was their food source. Um, And there are also times when they'll eat full-grown seagulls and pigeons if there is no other food available. They'll capture a bird and drown it and then eat them head first. There's actually a group of pelicans in a park in London that specifically eat pigeons. Even when they have enough food. Yeah, they're well fed and they still kill and eat pigeons. So they're they're pretty brutal. And considering how big they are, pigeons are don't stand a chance. I saw a gif of a pelican like scooping up a pigeon that got too close. And I think one of the comments was something like, Is this allowed? <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna just stand by and watch this happen? Violating the rules. The bird rules. Uh, so Nigel is a strong swimmer and an even stronger flyer, unlike ducks. So it, it, it does a great job bobbing up and down 
on the surface of the the water. But after an awkward takeoff with its giant wings, um, it can soar for a long time. In fact, it flies more than 60 miles every day looking for food from its nest. And it'll eat between two and three pounds of fish or whatever food it eats. Mostly fish. These guys mostly eat fish. We talked about some some outlying examples, but for the grand majority, they eat fish. Um, and so, yeah, they'll eat two to three pounds of that every day. And they'll make low grunting sounds during breeding season. And sometimes they'll even moo like a cow. Like they're just so confused as to what kind of animal they are. <laughs> Why are we so big? Why do I have a a, a hunger for pigeon blood? <laughs> the pelican says moo. <laughs> <laughs> the pelican says feed me pigeons. <laughs> That's all I got. Okay, uh, let's 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 get into the major fact. Um, but first, let's start with a story. Ooh. A few months ago, I was waiting for a boat to take me to China. That is, I was at Disney's Epcot, and I was waiting <laughs> to catch a ferry for a quick trip to the World Showcase. While I waited, I watched a small Enhinga dive for fish. Enhingas are long-necked water birds, also called snake birds or water turkeys. After a short time, the Anhinga popped up with a fish that was much bigger than its head. I was excited to see how on earth he would get this large lunch down his thin gullet. I'm not sure he had a plan either because he struggled to get it to the top of a dock post and then benignly smacked it against the wood. Um, It was just then that a much larger cormorant swooped in to to relieve the Anhinga of his geometric conundrum. The two birds dove into the water with the fish, and after a beat, the cormorant emerged with the prize, and the disillusioned Anhinga rested in the shade of the post and contemplated the cruel unfairness of bird life. (laughs) Uh, This behavior is called kleptoparasitism, which is like waiting for another animal to do hard work and then strong-winging it into giving you the rewards. Like what lions Uh, do. Yeah, they do that. Um, Hyenas do that as well if they can. Um, Anyone who's ever tried to eat a burger at the beach or found a bag of fries in a parking lot knows that birds are greedy little thieves. Mm -hmm. Um, We we, uh, fed the sea lions at SeaWorld, and they give you like a little little basket of fish. And there, there was a little girl that they had given it to, and she was like, holding a fish and a seagull just swooped down and took it out of her hands. You were there. You saw and it. And then like I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could throw, then you can also throw the fish to the sea lions, but seagulls will just catch them in midair. So you have to skip sometime. it like a stone. <laughs> you have to just, you just have to wing it at these <laughs> sea lions. <laughs> uh, but the opposite of kleptoparasitism may be, cooperative foraging it's the practice of working together to find food or catch prey it's popular among mammals who are the goats of complex social cooperation maybe after ants and bees the goats yeah the greatest of all time oh 
it's a, it's an internet thing. The kids are saying. Oh, okay. I'll add that to my my uh, Rolodex here. Yeah, you can still say goat. You got to cross out fleek though. No, I'm still trying to work that into my vernacular. It, it's 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 not going to go over well. It's right there with but at, with yeet, and yeet's a dying breed, I think. But it's still fun. It's just a funny word. So, but goat anyway. Yeah. Totes my goats. Wolves. wolves lions hyenas and whales all work together to catch prey uh they might not otherwise be able to catch on their own um so this behavior isn't common among birds but there are exceptions like the great white pelican uh the pelicans and their american cousins the american white pelicans often engage in cooperative feeding or cooperative herding uh they can feed alone but most of the time they feed together in uh, by through cooperation. Pelicans need to eat up to uh, three pounds of fish every day, but based on the size of fish they go after, this could just be three fish because they like like pounders. Mm-hmm. Um, they feed by scooping up water and fish into their pouches, like you mentioned, and then contracting the pouches. I read that just the process of like lifting up their head. And like, you know, assuming the S-shape position that birds with long necks usually do, it just automatically uh, squeezes the water out. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if there's like muscles in the pouch. I doubt it. Um, but th- did you talk about like these leathery pouches are so flexible that it prevents them from like being ripped apart by sharp fish scales and stuff? No, I didn't talk about that. If you look at like, if you watch a pelican eat something that's really struggling, you can see like, it looks like it's about to rip out of there, but the 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 pouches are so like flexible that it doesn't happen. Um, but when they feed, six to eight pelicans swim in a horseshoe pattern to corral a school of fish into tight clusters. Then they dip their bills into the water at the exact same time. To create like a this like horseshoe net death trap for fish, um, and it's like the difference between net fishing and angling. You're just more likely to get higher yields with a larger surface area. And they're um, doing this while f- swimming or flying? While while swimming, just quickly. The Americans, white pelicans, and great white pelicans rarely ever swoop or dive. Uh, fish, they they will like. Um, swim around like ducks in the water and just corral fish. It seems, I mean, I know fish aren't very smart, which is probably why this works, but it seems like you would just scare them deeper. But I guess it doesn't. I, 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 that's why I think they, this, they, the scooping method seems so effective because you're in the air and they have no idea where you are until your 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 gullet is around them. Well, they they like swamp areas and stuff and uh, like shallow water. I guess it, they so, they they can't escape. But yeah, that's that's how they do it. They eat mostly fish, but like you said, they will go after birds and things, which you know makes me feel a little bit better about the the cormorant thing that they they go after cormorants. May, uh, I was a, a little angry at the cormorant, cormorant from the story, but I guess they get theirs. I I watched. I was at um. Morikami. I was in Morikami Gardens, um, and there was an Aninga there, 
that caught a fish that I did not think would make it down its throat, and I watched it make it down its throat. Yeah. It, it happens. <laughs> it's got this tiny neck that's about, like, the width of a marker, like a like a highlighter. Yeah. And then this, this fish that is the size of your cell phone goes down there, and it was, it was remarkable. And a little bit <laughs> disturbing because the fish was, like, still alive. Yeah. But who cares about fish? Even vegetarians eat fish. <laughs> no, they don't. Pescatarians <laughs> eat fish. Uh, so you got anything else? Nope, that's all I got. So that was the great white pelican for you out there in Podcastia. Get together with your pals. Make a formation. And drain a food source like Golden Corral Dry like the great white pelican does in its own habitat here in life, death, and taxonomy. My favorite in the world podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is like, this is like when the boys get together and eat a lot of chicken and gnocchi soup at the Olive Garden.